0: are listening to Kingdom Faith, where we focus on the Christian life, the good stuff, and the hard stuff. My name is Phil, and on this week's episode, I have Pastor Phil Fisher, the youth pastor here at New Life Fellowship, um, and we're going to talk about youth. Um, so it's it's good to have you on here, Phil. You're obviously a good friend of mine and a pastor here at New Life Fellowship. Mm-hmm. So we're just kind of get we'll just kind of get uh, you know started here. How long have you been doing youth here at the church? um i think uh, it's been just a little over a year yeah so not uh, very long not
1: very long at all and when we were getting started you know COVID hit so we had mm-hmm. our first youth meeting uh as we were getting it restarted youth youth uh, literally the week before we shut down it was the first youth event mm-hmm. uh, and then we were shut down for golly what was it eight nine ten weeks yeah. something like that didn't even have church mm-hmm. in the church house it was all online so it was not a very good start to the youth but um uh, You know we're back at it now we're growing a little bit and we've had some some really great uh uh, gatherings
0: and uh it's going the way god expects it to go god needs it to go right now so so you know before we get you know started here let me just ask you because you know you really did start basically right at COVID, right when all this stuff kind of happened and you know you were you know you you really just got everything kicked off and then it kind of got pulled out from under you you know what does that feel like as a a new youth pastor um, and then kind of that though that momentum getting kind of pulled back
1: yeah so we had quite a few kids i think there was like nine or ten mm-hmm. kids that first night and so I was like oh wow this is this looks great you know and then uh to go from that and it was exciting you know i was expecting one or two maybe mm-hmm. but they brought some friends and kids i've met before they came and uh it was nice but then you know like you said COVID had COVID happened and it was like, kind of like a punch in the stomach, take the wind out even a little bit saying, man, we had something I thought was going to go well. And mm-hmm. then, uh, you know, this happened. So it wasn't too, um, disheartening though, mm-hmm. in that it was the first, the first time. So there wasn't a whole lot of expectation to follow it, yeah. you know, yeah. but, uh, it, it was, it was kind of, you know, gave me some time to think and prepare a little bit more for what, uh, what youth, youth group and uh, youth would look like here at New Life Fellowship. So gave me some planning. Mm -hmm. more so and you know staying in contact with the kids throughout was a big thing and uh, when youth picked back up like we had the fall outing and I don't know that we were meeting or there were you know youth I don't believe that we were meeting at that time but Mm -hmm. we had a fall outing uh, and there was
0: 14-15 kids there yeah so it was was cool Um, you know and and Phil you know might talk about it just briefly while we discuss uh, the topic that we're going to talk about but um, you know, you, how long have have you been a wrestling coach there in Fort Wayne? Uh, so I, in Fort Wayne, I've been a wrestling coach for three
1: years. Mm-hmm. At Southside, I volunteered um, the first year, and then I'm uh, got brought on staff as an assi- as the head assistant coach mm-hmm. uh, last not oh, two years ago. So second full season uh, with the new coaching staff. So mm-hmm. three years total: one yeah. year volunteer, two years yeah. on and staff. So you've been
0: wrestling for. Him.
1: Yeah, yeah, I've a been around time. the sport for, <laughs> a, um, galley, fourteen years, something yeah. like that. Yeah, so I
0: know a little bit. Yeah, you know what you're doing for sure. Yeah, yeah. So we we'll get we we'll get into what we're talking about here, which is, is really just reaching the the youth, mm-hmm. in America, in Indiana, in Fort Wayne, in Huntington, wherever, because really the problem is all over the world. Um, this problem that, uh, you know really how do you get young people to to come to church how do you get young people to even associate themselves with a Christian um, so I guess you know just to start out here why is it why does it seem so hard to reach the youth right now sure I mean
1: you look overseas you look at the federal you know the United States or the state level or even the local level I think the problem is the same and I think that it is one it's not appealing to them yeah too you know it, it, it's boring uh, it's not important whatever that may look like to them they see uh, us as, as stiff boards they're no fun they don't do things that the world does they don't mm-hmm. you know act they don't cuss they don't drink they don't do x y or z and those are things that are important to a, a, a youth you know middle school to, mm-hmm. to high school because it, that's the, they got to make a name for themselves and they, they're not so interested in making a name for jesus they, yeah. uh, they're all about them and how they can get out but i think uh you know, the world we're living in is, is even different. I'm not that old, but, you know, we didn't have all the social media that they do today. Mm-hmm. We were outside playing mm-hmm. as kids. We were meeting new friends that wasn't hiding behind a screen and, uh, you know, being okay with it. My parents would give us a gallon of water in yeah. the summertime and say, hey, y'all come back for lunch. We'll see you when the street lights come on. And we, yeah. and we were out playing. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we were outside. You can go outside
0: today yeah. rarely. Do you see there's a group a, of kids. There's a time I actually would take my dinner on the go. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling I'd you, man. i grab a pork chop and i mm-hmm. you know, no no utensils, just riding my bike with one hand and eating a pork chop with the other. Absolutely. But, you know, when it all boils down to why
1: it's so hard to reach the youth or why it's so hard to get them into church is because it's not important at home. Mm-hmm. The parents, and I don't mean to, to sound rude or abrasive, but parents they expect kids to learn at school they expect them to learn about god at church and they expect somebody else to teach them
0: Mm
1: -hmm. there's no accountability at home because it's not if it's not important to the parents they will pawn it off on the school system or the church i mean we've seen it here where kids have come because it was a free babysit you know the the parents get get uh, a little bit of time off for an hour hey go to church they'll watch you do this they'll watch it but at the and, you know, behind closed doors, parents, it's not important to them. Yeah. They don't see it.
0: And it's because, not because maybe they don't want to. It's because they choose not to because they're lost, too. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a good point. You know, we, we're we're, de- we're definitely talking about the youth here. Mm-hmm. But really, the problem why we can't reach the youth is the same problem why we can't reach adults. Absolutely. Um, and, and like you said, you know, if you can't get the accountability at home if you don't see the christian life at home um you yourself probably aren't going to to live it unless unless that's just what you you know that's in your heart that's what you're going to do mm-hmm. um it's very easy for you know i guess the culture and the school and your friends and you know <clears throat> those people to to kind of influence what you do especially if there's if if at home is no different. And you
1: can go as far down as you want. You know, you say, well, the dad's not doing what he's supposed to do where it starts. Yeah. Uh, the marriage isn't mm-hmm. built on a godly foundation. Um, and you can go as far back as you want. But, uh, you know, dads ain't being the dads they need to be. Mm-hmm. Moms aren't being the moms they need to be because they're not doing it yeah. with God. And then that you know, falls over into the kids, unfortunately. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, when I did, uh, did youth for just... Uh, Um, a moment really is all kind of seemed like as I I always ran into this kind of roadblock which was sin Mm -hmm. and I don't have to list everything for people to understand what I'm about to say here but you know things that are very that the world says is okay like homosexuality uh, living together you know you know as long as you're being safe you know, safe sex, all a lot of sexual stuff. Absolutely. Um, and that's just unfortunately, that's the way that the world is going right now. And you're telling the kid you got to do the opposite. You know, but the world's telling them, no, it's okay for you to do it. So you have 80% of the people in their life telling them it's okay to do these things and 20% and those are obviously made up numbers. 20% telling them to you that they shouldn't be doing it. What are they going? Who are they going to follow? They're going to follow the eighty percent. Yeah, and that's that's actually a, probably
1: conservative. I say more like ninety yeah. five five. <laughs> you know, they're they're getting a lot more worldly influence. And when you when you weigh, you put the world in the Bible on a scale. And the world we're living in, the world's going to be the world's mm-hmm. going to outweigh what the Bible says, based on worldly standards ten times out of ten. Yeah. But we know we've lived it. We know what the Bible says, and for the Bible to be true and. You hit the nail on the head. The worldly standards versus the biblical standards, and who's enforcing those standards? If if you're at home, you're at school, and you surround yourself with with people who are like minded, then you're gonna believe that. Now you get in, you know, you get into church, and we've seen, I've seen it with uh, some of the kids that come here. Somebody, you know, (laughs) they hear something from one of their friends uh, that you know the Bible's the truth, and this that, and then they're not friends anymore, yeah, because they don't believe the same thing. They don't. They're not alike, mm-hmm. so to speak anymore. They're not. They don't see things eye to eye anymore because the friend got saved and they're trying to live for Christ versus uh, just get their next uh, feel good moment. Um, and it's 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 brutal. Yeah. And then to be the Christian on that the other side of it, it's like, well, um, what did I do wrong? And he didn't do anything wrong. That's just Satan, <laughs> you know, taking his jabs where he can get them. Mm. That's what
0: it boils down to, you know. And there's this, this. It's really about this viewpoint too, where it's there. It's these two polar opposite viewpoints, where God is all <laughs> loving, He accepts all things, um, and that's obviously not the view of who God is. But then you have, on the other hand, God's just some angry mm, kid yeah. with a magnifying glass, <laughs> right. right? Yeah, and and that's not who God is, you know. So we get these, you get the world saying that that uh, like God's just some meanie in the sky right, yeah. and he's just some old tale in a book. Um, and then you get on the other form where you have not the most strong Christians, I would say, saying that, oh, you know, God's just, you know, loving and accepting and you, there's no consequences to sin. And and, the, and being, you know, young, that's impressionable things, both of those things. They stay and they stick, and it forms your view of God. And they never pick up the Bible to figure out who God actually is.
1: Yeah, no, I I preached on you know mm-hmm. on Wednesday about the hearsay. They hear it; it sounds good, and the Christian behind it is too scared to. They hear something. Well, God loves everybody and He'll accept everything. And the Christian that's hearing this doesn't say, no, "Well, no, He won't," mm-hmm. because we too, to a degree, want to fit in. Yeah.
0: But it can't be at the cost of truth. Yeah. Exactly can't be um, you know and and there are concepts in the Christian life that are weird you know that don't make when I say that just don't make sense right because they are not natural things they are supernatural things mm-hmm. when you say you know when you accept christ you get the holy spirit yeah and and we know these things because we've experienced it and and we know what the word of god says about the holy spirit about who christ is in our life the that redemption that he gives us you know he's freed us to explain that to somebody who's heard the exact opposite um, is very difficult to do it is and you take it even just a little bit
1: smaller you know, people. When I tell them that my house, my car, my job—if I lost them, it wouldn't matter mm-hmm. to me so much. They can't even wrap their heads around that. Yeah. The the little things. Mm-hmm. But you know, God's word says, "Where your treasure is, there your heart be also." If, if I'm putting so much, you know, stock into the worldly things, then then okay. But I I don't. I can't as a Christian. And then to tell the youth that we need to be running after. Money, cars, clothes, men, women, whatever it is, mm-hmm. is complete opposite of. No, need to be running after the heart of God mm-hmm. and, and trying to, you know, be that impression to, towards the, the youth or the kids of America.
0: And I think it's easy for a youth pastor or anybody, but if if that is your position and wherever you serve, mm-hmm. it's very easy for you to get caught in that trap of basically telling the kids what they want to hear rather than what they need to. Because, you know, uh, to get in maybe just a little bit of our next topic, just that importance of reaching the youth, mm-hmm. it isn't about giving them what they want. It's about giving them what they need. No, absolutely.
1: And it is extremely important because the Great Commission doesn't say go out and only teach adults. Yeah. Go out and only share the gospel with, uh, with church folk. Mm-hmm. No, they're, they're part of that they're part of uh, that great commission yeah. the youth exactly. and I actually have a verse you know and it's maybe a cliche verse but it's, it's <laughs> true Proverbs 22 6 says train a child up in the way he should go and when he is old he will not depart from it Yeah. I mean it's it's simple it really is you know you think you read these verses and, and we say well it's so simple mm. We got, and it really is we, yeah. we just like to to throw things in to make it harder for ourselves to actually grasp it but God's word is God's word yeah. regardless and mm-hmm. And it doesn't say parents, no, note this, it doesn't say parents train a child up in the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. Because we have an obligation as Christians mm-hmm. to teach other.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Whether it's in the nursery, whether it's in children's church, whether it's in the youth, mm-hmm. whether it's preaching and they're there. Yeah. We have that obligation as yeah. Christians to raise up other,
0: other Christians, mm-hmm. at least be a light and, and, and help and, them out. And definitely with that, and a lot of people... They view it as almost, um, you know, if I have the ability, if I'm, you know, if I'm good at speaking, you know, I'll do those things. But if I don't, it's just better if I don't do them. Um, not really realizing that all those things that you just mentioned are callings. Yeah. We're commanded. Yeah. To yeah. go to all nations. It is not a suggestion. You know? <laughs> it's not a suggestion like some people... Uh, uh, And the reason why it is a command, the reason why we are to train up the youth and train up the next generation, and and some of these things that we might dive a little bit deeper in, um, is so that you know the gospel is proclaimed, so that that we can you know lead people to Christ. And you know, obviously, we're talking about the youth, and that's our focus. And those that's that's why you know it is important to do it. You know, just with I'll read, you know, I have a verse here on that whole, you know, teaching the the next generation as well, which is Psalm 78, four through six, which say, we will not hide from their descendants. We will tell the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, his power and his wonders he has done. Uh, He decreed statues for Jacob and established the law in Israel, which he commanded our ancestors to teach their children. So the next generation would know them, even the children yet to be born, and they in turn would tell their children. So, you know, even in, you know, even in, you know, you get this kind of structure in the Old Testament, that structure doesn't just stay in the Old Testament. Jesus didn't, when he came, didn't stop that. You know, our job is to continue to train the next generation, like you said, whether that's in the nursery, in the children's church, in youth, in the pulpit, wherever it is, our job here is to to tell the people, the praiseworthy, trustworthy, awesome, glorious deeds that God does.
1: You know what happens though? Mm-hmm. You ever play the game telephone? Yeah. It starts with, <laughs> "Hey, we use chopsticks to eat to mm-hmm. eat dinner," and then it gets to, "Oh, the panda bear escaped the zoo," and it's <laughs> nowhere near yeah. what it started with. Is because we're not we're we're teaching God's word outside of what God's word yeah. says. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't follow suit. We're saying we heard this. From somebody, and we don't get in God's word to look for ourselves and to make sure that what we are saying is God's truth and not our opinion on God's truth.
0: Mm-hmm. And you know, for sure, exactly. Um, and like I mentioned earlier, that trap that right. it's easy to get into. Mm-hmm. Really, what service are you doing at that point? A disservice. Well, yeah, yes. and sometimes what I say quite quite a bit is. If you're not letting the Bible, letting Jesus Christ be at the forefront of your truth, you're probably doing more harm than good. Even if you are giving advice to the youth saying, you know, you know, no, you should, you know, go and do this or that. If Jesus isn't at the forefront of that, you're probably doing more harm than good. And I'm glad you brought that up because how we do youth, uh,
1: myself... Ashley and Seth Mm -hmm. how we do it here is and and it's not knocking other youth groups I've only been to youth one time when I was a kid and uh, it was a little different it was more like a like a hangout Mm -hmm. and I don't even know if God's word was opened it was like you know I went to this mega church and they had all these air hockey tables and these video game systems and I was like this is rad (laughs) like if I was a kid this is where I'd want to be and now there might have been a Jesus aspect you know that I just didn't catch on to because I was so enthralled and enamored by oh man look at all this this is awesome but what we do here is we make it a point to share God's word with these kids. We don't say hey come and not not that, you know, uh, that will never do it, but it's it's we make, we get the important stuff out of the way first and if we have time to get to the games and r- we rarely do because the kids ask so many questions about the Bible, and praise God for it because it keeps mm-hmm. me interested. It's not like, "Alright, let's try and get through this boring stuff, the Bible, mm-hmm. so we can get to the, game. the games." Yeah. Because the kids that show up here, the majority of them want to hear God's word,
0: mm-hmm. you know, and so it's it's really cool to see that. And see, that's th- that's really the crazy thing about the time that we're living in, is kids honestly are really searching for answers. Mm-hmm. What does the Bible say about this? You know, I got everybody telling me this. You know, what does what what does the Bible say about it? And not that that never happened, mm-hmm. but you know, and. You know I wasn't in youth group very long or anything like that because I you know came I came to Christ at you know very, you know at that towards the end of that right. that youth period um, so you know I don't know really if that happened as much as really what I'm you know we're starting to see maybe a little bit I you know you have in youth you know they're not even in youth group I'm having, I have 17, 18-year-olds asking me questions about what the Bible says um, that I have really, you know, have no idea what their background is, who mm-hmm. they are. Um, and that's just kind of interesting to me because, you know, back in my day, I would have never even asked a <laughs> question about Last thing on the, my mind, man. <laughs> well, I would have never even asked a question about the Bible because I'd be afraid they'd ask me another question or, yeah. um, you know, some of those types of things. But... Honestly, and I think we're kind of we're we're beating around it a little bit. It's super important. Absolutely. It is it is one of the most important things to reach these not only for the sake of the gospel, for the sake of their salvation, yep, but for the sake of our church, for mm-hmm. the sake of the church. The church. Absolutely. Um, because if we just said, well, we'll just if, if you as a church just said we will just stick with our you know, our group, you know, we won't really invite anybody else mm-hmm. or anybody younger than us to train them up. And we're not really not gonna really train up our kids, so they're probably gonna leave too. Um, the church ends up dying off, yeah, and it can die off at a pretty quickly, you know, quick rate, yeah. Um, and, and God doesn't want that obviously because no. He's commanded us to do the opposite, yeah, right. And I love it actually, like when I'm preaching or what have you, and I hear a baby
1: crying, mm-hmm. I, I get a joy inside me saying, "Man, we ain't we ain't dead yet. This yeah. church ain't dying yet. We got we have a future here." But it's our responsibility yeah. to to raise those
0: those children up yeah. the right way. And, you know, I think sometimes we can fall into this trap of numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, I gotta have this many people, right. you know, and this is all around, this is in a youth group, this is in nursery, this is in, you know, all aspects of the church. Um, not realizing that the really importance of reaching younger people is so that they might reach younger people. That verse that I read, it's all about continuing to, mm-hmm. to show the people Of the world who the true one you know the one living God is Um, and obviously if you stop saying that then people start forgetting and you see that throughout the whole Old Testament right you know you hear all the time oh you know this person died so they stopped teaching (laughs) and they started doing bad yeah Um, and then then, you know God helps them through all these different things Um, it's just this vicious cycle of of not remembering who the true
1: God is yeah and you know back to what you said about um, what was it Uh, oh I'm drawing a blank about numbers that goes back to the worldly vision of success Mm -hmm. a a good healthy church has a thousand people in it 500 people in it oh yeah it's hard to
0: even find any uh, material on you know what a small church yeah, is. A small yeah, small church is two hundred and fifty. Right, it's like not well, fifty. Where or... do we fit in that? At, you know, <laughs> we're an extra
1: small church. But it's you know you look at it this way. I'd rather have one, one solid person than a group of. You know, a thousand people who think they know. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: It's a very dangerous yeah. place to be. It can in. be. When, when you think you're okay, but you're actually mm-hmm. not. Absolutely, and that's all around that's that's for anybody
1: and so that's you know that's why it's important for us here, who serve uh, in the youth department, so to speak, that we need to make sure that these kids are getting the best truth out of the Bible, not out of my mouth mm-hmm. that they can so that they can understand and eventually make a choice for themselves that this is real, there is a heaven, there is a hell, mm-hmm. and, and they got to make the choice yeah
0: and you know you just I just don't think we might realize how great following christ is not you know salvation that's amazing that's only a thing that god can do obviously Mm -hmm. so jesus is the only way to heaven but when you actually allow jesus to take the reins of your life um not just for anybody it's the best thing that you could possibly do because like Mm -hmm. you said you know if you lost your car if you lost your house if you lost all these material things they're nothing in comparison to your relationship with christ yeah. Um, and that's just, it's beautiful. That's really the only thing that you can, can say about it. Um, but we'll move on here to the, maybe this last part of what we're talking about, which is the plan. We can talk about the difficulties. We can talk about why it's important. But but we had to have some sort of structure. Yeah. Like how, are we, how are we going to reach the youth, the young people? Right. Um, so there's three things,
1: really. Outreach, prayer. And I think one of the biggest things is, getting with the youth that we have here and see what's appealing yeah. to them from their point of view because us as uh, as, as adults, we're not as hip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're not up with the lingo yeah. as up with the lingo as we think we are. So, you know, put our pride and ego aside and say, hey, kids, what what's what do you guys want to see in a youth group? Yeah. What do you expect out of it? And I had that conversation with one of the youth and they gave me some really ideas that I would have never thought of. They yeah. said, I saw this, happen at this place and i'd like to try that well shoot i never would even thought to do that yeah. awesome thank you for the input and in and, and it in and it you know you implement something that they think or that was their idea they're like oh man they listened and you know youth they want to be heard they want to be they want their to be validated to a degree so if you can implement something that
0: they think or that they bring to the table dude you get huge buy-in oh, yeah. huge buy-in yeah and the you know like exactly what you said there you know when it's like if they give you a question or, or you know something that they want to do mm-hmm. and then you do it it feels like you are then investing in them yeah you absolutely know, that you care about what they think that mm-hmm. you care about you know where they're at in life you want you want to make you know it's not accountability but it's even it's even more than that because a lot of kids you know they they struggle with and i, I did too with really having good relationships yep. you know they have friends but i had lot, I, mean, I had tons of friends in high school and middle school it was very easy for me to make friends but i didn't really have any solid relationships and mm-hmm. i cling to the ones that were solid um and you know for the benefit of you being a christian and getting a solid relationship with somebody younger that that you can mentor, that you yeah. can show the way, that you can lead uh, to Christ, that they can imitate you. And if they imitate you, you know, they're imitating Christ. You better make sure that, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you better make sure that it ain't you. It, you yeah. know, it's God that they see oh. through you. But this is the same words that Paul says, you know, imitate me, me because I imitate. therefore yeah. I imitate Christ. Yeah. And, and you know, we look we, like he said, it. We look at that in a very negative way because it's a huge responsibility. It is. Um, being a youth leader, being someone who mentors young people, it is a huge responsibility. Mm-hmm. And God God says that in his word, that it is a huge responsibility. And he even says many of you probably shouldn't do it. Yeah. But on the aspects of, of teaching, teaching the word of God. But there's some, being a youth pastor, you know, being part of the nursery, children's church, all yeah. these things where you get the opportunity to and that's just you know for god to even let us do that oh it's a huge blessing blessing. it's huge and you know also
1: from from you know with reaching them how can we do that Mm -hmm. you know with being a coach in a high school in fort wayne i might have a bigger breadth of (laughs) people i can pull from Mm -hmm. you know so i what i do to i open up my house to the wrestlers every saturday night after matches they they actually started it they invited themselves over couple years ago and i was kind of like uh okay yeah y'all come on over they brought their video games they brought their Mm -hmm. stuff but something you know with building a relationship you don't want to shove the bible down their throat you you know what i mean Mm -hmm. you want you don't want to turn them off to the idea of jesus and salvation so you build relationships along the way um And they get comfortable enough to to bring certain things to you. Mm -hmm. Um, Hey, I'm dealing with this. I call it their end-of-the-world moments, (laughs) where it's the worst thing that's ever happened to them because they're only 15 or 16 years old and they're never going to see the end of it. And they bring those end-of-the-world moments to you and you're able to help them Mm -hmm. them through, share experiences, share how God pulled you out of the same situation, different time period, same situation, and how he can do it for them too. And you build these relationships over time and you invite them to youth. And I don't know how many wrestlers I've had this year that wanted to come to youth and that we have brought. So building relationships is huge.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, and, and we kind of talked about it already, but the plan is to go. Mm-hmm. The plan, I mean, you can have a full... You know, you could write it all down. You could say, I'm going to do this. We're going to go in this many houses. You know, we're going to make sure we reach this many kids. You have that all written down, have the structure organized. But if you don't actually go, the plan is worthless. Yeah. Um, And I think that is obvious. But the reason why I say that is because we don't do it. You know, we don't go like we should. We don't reach the youth like we should. We don't teach our kids like we should. Mm -hmm. Um, There's all these things... And we keep saying that, you know, we keep saying, we, oh, I don't do it like we should, or you know, I'm not, I, I, I know I could do this better, or do that better. Um, let,
1: let me ask you a question. If you were driving down the street, and you saw a car accident, would you call 911? Yeah. Would you? Yeah. You wouldn't assume somebody else did it? Oh, well, there's cases that maybe yeah. I I've Yeah, driven right, right, I guess, I've driven right, I've driven right past I I some car, I'm like, yeah. shoot. This, car got, this guy got rear-ended. I know I should call the cops, yeah. but I know somebody else is or you assume somebody else has yeah. already done it. Yeah. And I think we fall into that. Mm. Well, if, if this person life got rear-ended, are we, are we expecting somebody else to share the gospel with them? Or are mm. we expecting, are we going to do it ourselves? Because it takes a
0: little bit of work. It takes yeah. a little bit of effort. Yeah. And we, we, we overlook yeah, it a good so point. many times. Yeah, that's a so good many point. times. Um, and obviously, the plan has to be Christ. Mm-hmm. you know like we've mentioned before you can you can think of a lot of different things i could i guarantee i could get thousand youth in here it but i wouldn't challenge except yeah it wouldn't be a godly way it would actually be a very evil way mm-hmm. um it would be very contrary to the bible because that's what people want they don't want the Bible. They don't want Christ. They don't want the truth. They don't. You know. I even even me today. I don't like when people sometimes <laughs> tell me the truth. Oh, it hurts, don't it? You know, and, and it's no difference for a child. And like you said, you got to know how to do it. You got to build a relationship. Mm-hmm. They got to know that you care before <laughs> you sh- you you show them who Christ is and, and some of those things. But um, I think the biggest thing is, you know, with when it comes to the plan, is we got to let the youth know what god is doing yeah and when i say that i mean i thought the same thing god's just some dude in a book god's just some story not realizing that he is the most live thing ever he is the the realest thing ever and and you know as a kid i didn't know that I didn't realize that, you know, I just thought it was a rule book. I thought it was something that I can and can't do. Yep. And I know a lot of kids view it the same way um, because I've heard them say it. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you hear the kids, how they speak about God, how they speak about the Bible, how they speak about Jesus, and you just know that they don't understand it. Yep. And maybe the reason they don't understand it is because you or I or anybody else in the church haven't really said what God has done what God is doing for you in your life um, just showing that God is a a practical God yeah he's not yeah. some mystical being in the sky he is he is the greatest thing he is absolutely you know I everybody always asks
1: me oh I mean I bet Mary and Ashley was the was probably the best day of your life I said heck no <laughs> It was a close second, yeah. but the best day of my life was when I gave it to Jesus mm-hmm. Christ because I understood at that point yeah. when I was 19 years old, I understood that this is what I need and I don't need anything else. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. And that, that, yeah. That's exactly exactly right. So so Phil, we'll go ahead and, and kind of close out here with some final thoughts. But um, so, so do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to say? Maybe not a thought but a request
1: for all you listening or all who were who will hear this? Uh, if you guys can pray for the youth in Huntington and Fort Wayne specifically, um, I don't think it's any surprise to people that it's a lot harder to reach kids. Um, yeah, we have different tools and different avenues, but their willingness is 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 hard to get past sometimes. And um, if you guys could pray that, you know, not just myself, but Christians in general will be more intentional of reaching people, mm. children, um, kids, adults, whoever it may be, that uh, that we're, we're more intentional with with our purpose for why we do things. And mm-hmm. if you guys can just pray that the youth, uh, well, their hearts will be softened, their eyes will be open, so that they they can realize that there is
0: something better mm-hmm. out there than what the world has to offer. Mm. Um, and just you know, to go along with what what Phil uh, Fisher here said is. Um, if you're a leader in your church you don't got to be a pastor you don't got to be a youth leader or a nursery worker or whoever if you are a part if you're a believing christian if you believe in in jesus christ if if you if you want to follow christ all those things the next generation should be in your focus you should you you should want salvation why because that's exactly what god wants that none, none should perish. And mm-hmm. that goes right along with the youth. So our weekly verse uh, this week is Psalms one nineteen nine. It says, <laughs> How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. Uh, so this is a podcast brought to you by New Life Ministries. If you'd like to give, you can give at newlifeministries-indiana.com. Uh, that concludes our episode this week. Thanks, Phil, for, for being on and and uh, talking about the youth. I know you're you're passionate about that and yeah. and you're our youth pastor here um so if you'd like to leave a comment or a request for an episode you can email us at kingdomfaith2001 at gmail.com and thank you for